Welcome to the premier podcast from the Mormon Environmental Stewardship Alliance. I'm your host, Cecilia Foster. For the month of May, our theme at Mesa has been Bike Month, along with the focus on community development and beautification. And believe it or not, active transport and community development go hand in hand. Stay with us. talk to us about active transport and community development is Chris Wiltsey. Chris directs the 1,000 Miles campaign with the nonprofit Bike Utah. Chris, thanks for joining us. Let's start with your explanation of what Bike Utah does and how your work is lending to more bikeable cities. Yeah, um, our mission statement is something along the lines of making Utah a great place to ride for all people, regardless of income, race, gender, any of those things. For my program, it is very focused on bike infrastructure, but that's only like one part of the whole equation. So so like in the Wasatch Front, we have a lot of like single family housing <clears throat> or residential kind of suburban stuff. And from a bicycling or active transportation perspective, it's problematic because my the framework for understanding how to get more people to ride is this very basic concept of shortening the distance between origin and destination. So where you start and where you end your trip. And um, so for thousands of years, we built our cities a certain way pre-car, right? We, we had these concepts that were like fundamental to making cities comfortable and livable. And then maybe like a hundred years ago, we started throwing those concepts out the window and we started this grand experiment around suburbanism and car infrastructure. And what that did was that spread everything out. And so like everything we do spreads our cities out. So like parking lots, the width of our roads, the distances between houses, the size of houses, the size of lots. The reason places like Copenhagen and the Netherlands work is because most of their cities were built pre-car and so they have good bones. Um, and that makes all the difference. And what I mean by good bones is like the, the streets are narrow, the housing is very close together. Um, everything is walkable because of those types of things. So I think that's our big problem in the United States is we think that infrastructure is going to fix everything, but we have very like fundamental problems we need to address and how we build our cities before our cities will actually become bikeable and walkable. And, and so through redevelopment, that's the only way we can really make it work. Like we can't without reshaping our communities and the distances between destinations. Yeah, we can't, we can't make much of a difference, but by creating these density hubs, we can make big differences because also like another concept within shortening the distance between um, origin and destination is like mixed use developments. Like that's something easy that we can do through redevelopment. And what I mean by mixed use is basically making it so your housing and the places you shop are all close together. Um, that, that isn't how we build our cities in the U S right. And so all the way we build our cities is 
we have what's called Euclidean zoning, where we separate everything out by use. So one section of our city is commercial, where we would go do our shopping. And then one section is where we live. And one section might be like industrial. And because we've separated all that out, we've separated our jobs out, we've separated our um, where we live and where we shop. And so it demands that we drive a car unless we're willing to kill ourselves to follow our I, our ideals and ride our bikes or walk right or and for a lot of people it'd be this style of city building is like very despotic because some people can't afford cars so they're just like thrown into this transportation and living environment that is um violent towards them in a lot of ways so our theme at mesa for may is sustainable community development and beautification what role does active transport have in making our communities more sustainable and making them more beautiful? Yeah, if um, if I had to recommend one book, I guess, to your listeners, it would be um, Walkable Cities by Jeff Speck. He talks a lot about this kind of stuff. Um, like, for example, the width of our roads, having a narrower road creates confines that... Um, from a psychological perspective, actually feels very comfortable. And so we can com- create that in our communities by building more walkable and bikeable communities and things like having trees, which make it shady so it's more pleasant to walk. That makes our communities more beautiful, right? Like if you think about parking lots and how those look, and if you just think about these like asphalt wastelands and what they look like and how they feel for people who have to walk or choose to walk or bike. It's very uncomfortable and it's very ugly. And even at like peak times, so that's what we theoretically build our parking for is like Black Friday. These parking lots aren't even full. I think there's a lot of waste in how we build our cities. If you think about like 25% of our cities are roadways or parking lots could be higher in um, certain cities, especially more suburban style cities. Um, It's kind of crazy to think about that we're wasting that much space that could be used for other things. And it's very ugly and uh, uncomfortable. And why do you like biking? I think one of the big reasons that's sort of beyond all of these things I've talked about because I care about it from all these different perspectives, but also I have all these experiences where I'm riding my bike and I'll see somebody on the side of the road and I can easily like pull over and talk to them or I'll see another friend riding their bike and I'll ride up next to them and we'll have a nice conversation. I just have this really sort of beautiful memory of me and my daughter. We went um, camping and we were riding a cargo bike with the front loader style cargo bike. So she's sitting in the front of me and she's just asking me questions as this little like three-year-old or two-year-old. And it's really easy to communicate and for her to see all these things and for her to ask about smells and, you know, other things she's seeing in a very like intimate way. And like fundamentally it's, um, it's changing my perspective on the pace of things and how quickly things need to constantly be going. I'm in less of a hurry. And like the things that should matter to us matter more to me as a result of the type of transportation I choose. How can people um, 
you know, just practically get involved in their city government and make their voices heard about uh, community development. Um, Bike Utah just completed our advocacy toolkit. So that's going to be on our website and that's going to give you a lot of insight into um, what it takes to be an effective advocate, um, being committed, I think, to advocacy um, is a big part because it, it really is a commitment. Articulating your overall vision or philosophy for your city is very important. Talking about philosophy overall is something I think we need to talk about more instead of just talking about one-off projects because one-off projects don't often deal with the big issues that are ruining our communities or making them unpleasant, unsustainable. Striving for more bikeable and walkable cities is central to our core beliefs as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. By walking and biking, we are being active and helping maintain our physical health and honoring our bodies like the temples they are. Community beautification also helps us better appreciate the earth our heavenly parents have given us and helps us improve the lives of our neighbors. If you are passionate about environmental issues like these, join our movement at www.mesastewardship.org. Be sure to join us next month as we discuss our June theme of environmental justice.